and welcome to the NACLA Global Voices podcast. I'm your NACLA radio correspondent, Kyle Barron. This episode is part of our series, Latin America, Migrant Journeys. On June 24th, the U.S. Senate passed an immigration bill with a vote of 67 to 27. The bill seeks to create a roadmap for citizenship while strengthening border security. It also raises the cap on visas for high-skilled workers and intends to establish a new visa program for low-skilled workers. According to NACLA contributor Todd Miller, the Senate bill provides for the hiring of almost 19,000 new Border Patrol agents, the building of 700 additional miles of walls, and an investment of billions of dollars in surveillance technologies. In July, I spoke with Global Voices contributor Robert Valencia about the Senate bill. I think there's a big win in this situation. The big win here is the fact that immigration is brought back to the spotlight at the national level. I think, unfortunately, what we've seen here is that states are taking over this issue by themselves. We've seen, for example, HB 56 in Alabama. We've seen copycat draconian laws in Arizona. We've seen this in South Carolina and other other states that have contemplated the, the incorporation and the implementation of these laws. And I think what the pro-immigration movement is doing is that this has to be a matter at the federal level, that, this, that the government in Capitol Hill, at the federal level, as I said, has to take care of this and not the states. I think that's the big win and the fact that this is going to be discussed at the Senate and the House of Representatives is a big win. The fact that we are thinking about legalizing 11 or more million uh, immigrants is the big win. So what was the response of the pro-immigration movement to the bill? It has been a mixed response. Yes, as I mentioned, there's a, it's a big win that you know we have a, a roadmap for citizenship for, for all these people who want to be Amer- who want to be recognized as legal Americans, even though they feel Americans by heart, at heart actually. But the response to the bill has been mixed in the sense that um, the Senate and more specifically the Republicans are trying to send more uh, law enforcement officials to the border. They want to uh, extend um, the, the the wall across the U.S.-Mexico border, the E-Verify process, which is very, it has proven to be controversial. I talked with NACLA Border Wars writer Joseph Nevins about the role border security has played in the process. Nevins is a professor of geography at Vassar College in New York. It's this border security, so-called border security component, that's really been driving the whole comprehensive immigration reform discussion. I mean, we're in a really difficult position because for the people who don't have status right, in the United States, immigration reform, even in its, you know, its mainstream forms, is something that's absolutely necessary. Right? They've been living under very um, tenuous conditions, right? Um, you know, everything from, you know, being able to go to work to being able to get, you know, uh, pick up your children from school uh, to being able, you know, if you're the victim of, say, domestic abuse, right, being able to interact with the police for to get protection. All these things prove very challenging because of their status. And so in that regard, you know, it, it's understandable that people would want to embrace comprehensive immigration reform. Um, that said, um, what what immigration reform will do, at least as it's now envisioned, it will 
in effect, up the ante in the sense that it will create the very conditions and practices or reproduce them, intensify the very conditions and practices that have led to the very problem that we're now trying to address through reform. So in other words, you know, it's ridiculous to think that, and this is what a lot of people that, you know, especially on the Republican side of the aisle, and I want to emphasize that the Republicans and Democrats share the basic set of assumptions, but there's sort of this notion that uh, the United States can ramp up its, its, its uh, policing of, of the border and the interior to such an extent that unauthorized immigration will become a thing of the past, right, once this so-called reform kicks in. If we look at states that um, have far more repressive apparatuses of exclusion and policing, say places like Malaysia or Singapore, right, uh, places because, you know, that are much more difficult to enter, right, um, they have significant unauthorized immigrant populations still today. And what this speaks to is sort of the limitations of the state to be able to police, right? And also the, um, the, um, the drive and the intensity and the effectiveness of migrants to circumvent those um, mechanisms of control. So what we're going to find, let's just pretend that comprehensive immigration reform passes in the next year, right? I think it's, we can say pretty safely in the next 20 years, we're going to be facing a similar crisis. Crisis in the extent that we're going to have millions of unauthorized immigrants in the United States, people who are living in the shadows, um, and at the same time, um, they're going to be living even in a more marginalized uh, context than they live now, because the criminalization of migrants is going to make their, their existence more tenuous, and the sanctions for living in the shadows will, become far, will be far more draconian. The fate of the current immigration reform now depends on the U.S. House of Representatives. The most likely scenario involves the House passing separate bills that will eventually be packaged in a House-Senate committee. Interest groups are expected to lobby Congress after their return home from their August recess. Thanks for listening to the NACLA Global Voices podcast. For more information, visit nacla.org or globalvoicesonline.org.